Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to One More Round Radio. This is the show that brings passion and punch to you about the world of boxing. Covering every weight class and every fighter from around the world, we focus on bringing you our unique perspective and opinions of the ring world. We are live here from Studio One of WCSN, the Windy City Sports Network, located in the heart of Chicago. This is One More Round Radio. September 5th, Chicago. Welcome, everybody. One More Round Radio on CSCR. We're in Studio One, and this is Episode 5, and we got a lot to talk about. Got a big crew here tonight, guys, so we're going to be going over uh, not too much, but brief uh, recaps of uh, the fights tomorrow, going over the schedule of some of the five-star fights that are going to be happening coming up, and uh, go uh, over a little bit of news and rumors. There have been a lot of news and rumors uh, lately since we last came to you guys. As always, I got a new nickname for us. We're obviously the Chicago Tree Party when we're talking about the Bears and stuff, but we're the Ringmasters. That's a good tone, I think. Uh, we have the head of security at the Admiral Theater here, Mr. Mush Jackman. What's up, everybody? Uh, it's glad you head off today. You can make it for the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, as always, uh, Mr. Well. Very uh, people have been asking for him, so I'm glad he's actually back. So uh, by popular demand, Sammy the Bull's back. Hey, what's up, guys? We've been on hiatus for a while, and I'm excited for tonight's show. When's the last show that we did? Ah, uh, man, two, three weeks ago. Yeah, at least I think. Yeah, almost a month ago. I think it was like August 9th. Yeah, it's been a while. So it's actually good that we did this too. Even though it's going to be a quick one, it's actually pretty good. Uh, And we have a guest with us. Uh, Mr. Johnny Guns is joining us uh, today. He is a boxing expert, uh, knows a tremendous amount, a local guy in the city of Chicago. Uh, It could uh, add a lot of great um, um, knowledge to us here, boxing. Why don't you tell everyone uh, what's up, Johnny? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, It's uh, nothing too fancy. Just a big fight fan out of Chicago. Um, been watching boxing since I was young, and uh, so you guys got me here now. <laughs> so awesome. Good to have you, man. Good to have you. It's going to be pretty cool. Uh, you got a lot of insight. I know we were uh, yapping away before the show started, and uh, we were going at it with each other with some of these topics. So uh, pr- good stuff. Uh, just happy to be back, uh, happy to, to have uh, Episode 5 rolling and going. Uh, but uh, a lot of stuff that we're going to go over really quick, uh, just so we can recap everything before the fights are going on. Uh, we may or may not be back after this Saturday's fight, so uh, I'm not sure if we'll be back for the Mayweather fight, but we'll, pro- we'll for sure be back after the Mayweather fight, so we can talk about that as well, too, and recap some of that stuff. So, um, Mr. Uh, Head of Security at Admiral Theater, Mr. Uh, Jackman, do you want to talk a little bit about some of the new stuff that came up this week? Because I know we're going to have a lot of insight and interject on some of that stuff. Yeah, we got a lot of boxing news, uh, a lot of rumors about possible fights that can happen in the near future. One I found kind of interesting. It's a pretty big rumor. I don't know if it's going to happen, though. They're talking about Juan Juan, uh, Marquez versus Miguel Cotto. Now, Marquez and uh, his trainer, Bernstein, say this would only happen if they fight around a 140 to 147 weight. Now, we all know Cotto is the current 160 champion so i don't know if that's going to happen i don't know what you guys 
think about that one. Yeah, you know, I personally don't think it's going to happen. I think Cotto uh, won the middleweight title, and I think he's going to stick at that weight, and I really think that he's going to hold out for that Canelo fight. So you're thinking Cotto wants Canelo? Without a doubt. I mean, let's face it. Cotto fights Canelo. He's going to make $12, $13 million in that fight. Where else is he going to get that kind of money? Yeah, that's your money draw. That's what you want to go for. But, uh, you know, Marquez, he's one of the guys that are in the mix, along with Pacquiao, you know, along with Golovkin. So, um, I mean, it could happen, but um, if I was managing Cotto, I'd definitely go after Canelo. Who does Marquez go after if if, uh, Cotto doesn't go for him? Marquez, historically, he's always waited for those big fights. I mean, he took on Mike Alvarado in his last fight, but generally speaking, he goes after those big fights. He goes after the Mayweathers. He goes after the Packs. And if he can't get those guys, he tends to sit out or he tends to fight no names. Yeah, I don't. Know. I, I I would. I think Cotto is going to definitely go after, or they want Canelo. That's what they want. They want the money. So I think that's what they're going to go. So I don't know if we'll see that, but I, it's good to see that we saw the rumors come up with that shit. So yeah, I mean that's the biggest fight, one of the biggest fights in boxing. You got Puerto Rico versus Mexico, and uh, that fight will eventually it'll happen. draw. Yeah, and it'll draw a lot. Without a doubt, it'll draw. Especially with the whole Puerto Rico versus Mexico thing. Yes. You have that fight in May in Cinco de Mayo. Oh, hands For, down. Forget about it. Mexicans will be all over it. Don King would be salivating to promote that fight. <laughs> all right, what else we got? Okay, for you uh, for you Polish fans, we got uh, two heavyweight Polish fighters. One of them is a Chicago boy. We got uh, Archer Spilka, the Chicago boy, facing uh, Thomas Adamick from New Jersey. I think this is going to be a nice, close fight. Spilka's a southpaw. He's a very crafty boxer. He fought... Brian Jennings very tough, so I think it's going to be a pretty evenly matched up. They're going to fight November eighth in Krakow, Poland. Ooh, they're fighting in Poland too. Yeah, it's a huge fight in Poland. I mean, these uh, you know, the Polish fans—they're good fans. They support their fighters a lot. Yeah, and um, Adamic. Let's face it; he's on his way down right now, and that's what makes this fight interesting. If Adamic was in his prime, this fight wouldn't be as interesting. Who who do you take? Uh- What's your prediction on this, Sammy? Between Adamic and uh, it's a it's a tough fight to call. I mean, it, it can go either way. It's almost a toss up at this point in Adamic's career. I, I would lean towards Adamic, but then again, I haven't seen him in a while, so it's hard to say. But the other guy, he's been down before. Yeah, he's been down against Mike Milo. Yes, and then he's been so he's been down, and Adamic got a big heart, and he could keep bringing it to him. The question is, like you said, how much has Adamic got in the tank? How old is Adamic now? He's 37-ish, I would yeah, guess, somewhere yeah, around yeah, there. Up there. I yeah. would definitely go with Adamic if he was younger. Feels oh, a yeah. little more. But now, you know, I don't know. But if Adamic could keep pressuring him and get to him, I think he could get to him. But the big question is, what's he got left in the tank? Spilka's a pretty good fighter, guys. I've seen him. He's a southpaw. He's pretty slick. He's pretty smart. Sometimes he leaves himself a little open, so he leans back a little, but sometimes he lures guys in, and, and he'll clobber you. But Adam is an experienced guy, so it's not going to trick him too too easily. Experience is a lot in this sport. Plus, Adamick, he's been through a lot of wars, too. He yeah. through a hell of a lot of wars. Um, so, you know, it's it's hard to say. It's hard to say what kind of condition he's in coming into this fight. All right, what else you got? Okay, here's a big one. We got uh, Peter Quillen vacates the WBO middleweight title. Mm. 
Quill, I have uh, different reports, but Quillen was offered anywhere from 1.4 to 1.9 million dollars uh, against the challenger Matt Korboff, but uh, he declined, uh, and he's given up that title. Uh, Rock Nation, which is founded by Jay Z, they were the, they had the leading bid on that promotions, and uh, his manager Al Heyman uh, told him to decline that and hold out for supposedly a bigger fight. They're talking about Daniel Jacobs. But I don't know how much bigger that is because I think Korboff is on the level of Jacobs and Quillen. And I think it would be a it would have been a good fight. But Jacobs and uh, Quillen is going to be a good fight. But he won't. I he's not going to get paid that much money f- against Jacobs, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, I'm very surprised that uh, Quillen didn't take this fight. Yeah. You know, like... Uh I heard that he was going to get paid three times more for this fight than any prior fight. And, I mean, if you look at uh, Kid Chocolate, who is he going to fight? I mean, there are, he's on different networks than Golovkin, so that's a tough fight to make. You know, Coldwell's not going to fight him. Kid Chocolate really doesn't have a fan following. So, to me, it was a great opportunity for Kid Chocolate, and he just passed up on it, and I'm just shocked by it. Yeah, I think, and uh, you know how I like the politics out of boxing. And I know I said if 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 uh, Jay Z dibs into the the whole promotion or promoting boxers, to be honest with you, look what he's done in professional sports right now. He hasn't really dipped in too much in a lot of these other players. He really only has right now top key players, probably Cano, who went to Seattle for big dollars, and that's like his marquee athlete that he has. So. I'm not sure if there's going to be a lot of boxers going his way, but what scared me is um, the dude that left with Schaefer, uh, Erkowitz, I think it was, or uh, Iskowitz? Yeah, Iskowitz. Um, he, uh, the guy that left with Schaefer, who's a good boxing mind and has a lot of connections, uh, Jay-Z hired him. And that's a little scary because on that, I think he may start targeting some of these boxers and he might start getting a good platoon and a good camp uh, with Rock Nation. Now, the thing that scares me, though, Sammy, and we were talking this before the show, I'm not liking how many promoters. There's way more. You get uh, you get Rock Nation in there now, and if he becomes one of the major players, it, it's, it's too much. I think you have way too many promoters right now in boxing, and now there's more fights that are not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, it, like you said, it's just uh, too, too many promoters. I mean... Uh, way too many. Yeah. Um, like before, it used to be Aram and King... Those were the two main guys. Now it just seems like we got four or five guys. And, um, you know, Jay-Z could become a major player in this game. Jay-Z has money. So when you have money, you have power. Yeah. And um, when you have power, I mean, you could become a major player in this game quick. You can. You know, let, I mean, let's face it. There's a lot of black fighters out there. Jay-Z's black. Yeah. He can relate to those fighters. There's some black fighters out there. If, you know, they'd rather sign with a black guy than a white guy. Exactly. If it's, if it's even money. So he does have that advantage. You know, he's a rapper. Some of these young guys, they look up to him. So do you think Floyd would ever, ever maybe team with him? I don't think so. I think Floyd is, uh, is big enough where... Because he, he, Floyd can't get a license, he did get a license. He got a license recently. Oh, okay, he so he did a, get it. Because I remember they were saying he wasn't. He a, he they weren't going to give it to him or something. They gave it to him. He got wow. a license, and yeah, he got a license in Vegas. So I think if he ends up becoming a promoter too after he's done with his career, I bet you he's going to be a huge promoter in a stable in boxing. That's what Floyd's looking to do. Yeah, Floyd is looking to do that. Floyd's smart, believe it or not. He's smart, and he comes across. 
He comes across as a guy who spends money, and does he's this dumb and that. Or something, but he's not. I think it's a show. I think it's, it's a show just like it was with Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson wasn't a stupid guy. Mike Tyson was very smart. A lot of that was an act. No, I think Mike Tyson was on a lot of substances that made him act like that. I think if he wasn't intoxicated, he was a smart guy. But I think because he was intoxicated, I believe people that were around him were intoxicating him purposely. But look how Mike Tyson sold the fight with Lennox Lewis. They showed sign of intelligence. He sold the fight. They made a big thing where they had security guards in the middle of the ring, and they made like a big crazy thing. And afterwards, what did he do? He kiss him on the cheek, tell him about his mother. He misses yeah. his mother. Yeah, but he sold that fight, and yeah, he did he a damn good job. Yeah, he conned everybody, and then he did a little fight at the press conference. He sold it real good. Yeah. Yeah, that was a smart move by Mike Tyson back in those days. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It just I think. What do you guys think of this whole Jay-Z 50 cents thing going on? Did you guys see any of this stuff? No, I didn't. Yeah, he's a, apparently 50 Cent is going around like posting stuff on Facebook and videos that uh, Floyd Mayweather can't read. And then Mayweather, did you see it? Yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah. It's, let's face it. And then it, Mayweather man. shows him a check and took a picture of his check that, that was like yes. 13 billion or something like 40 that. 40 million or something yeah, like that. And then yeah. It was like he just blanked out the routing numbers and stuff. And he goes, yeah, that's how much I can't read. It's pretty comical to me. You know, to me, this is all nonsense with Floyd and the yeah. other guy. Yeah. This to is be one- honest with you, they might even be doing this as an act to promote something. But you know what? It's publicity for both of them. Controversy creates For 50 cents, his career, you know, it ain't like it used to be. He's on a downhill. So, yeah, so he's putting his name and face out there. And then Floyd, you know, I really don't know what he's doing with that. Didn't 50 cents try to become a promoter? Yeah, he is. Is, he oh, has he a couple still guys. Is. Yeah, he has a cu- few guys. Yeah, but he's not a and, and he's not big player in the boxing I don't game. Hear, no, not. Yeah, so he's no. eventually going to. It get seemed out. like he was going to be a big player, but him and Mayweather had a falling out. I think that falling out was actually real. I don't think that was an act at all. And you know, let's be let, let's be honest, guys. I, you know, I know Mayweather's a pretty intelligent guy, but you know, a lot of these fighters they're not really the most educated guys. I wouldn't be surprised if you know Mayweather's reading level was probably a third or fourth grade level. And that's not to knock Floyd. That's I'm not knocking him. I'm just saying that's the way it is. And you know, there's some guys that they just didn't have those opportunities. Yeah, you could be very smart. I mean, you could be a genius, and you know, maybe some guys they just never. You know, picked up. They never learned how to read. They, you know, they were in the gym. Who knows? You know, yeah. so depends on your, your situation and how but you grew up. At, yeah, they were in the gym. They leave school early. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At so. the end of the day, what does it matter with as much money as he's making? Yeah, yeah. what do you need education for? Well, it will matter when he's sixty years old if he still <laughs> if he still has money. Hopefully, he saves his money. Well, but. Floyd said a smart thing. Floyd said, "I may not know everything, but I know who to put in uh, in place to take care of the things that I don't know." So he's smart enough no, to know true. that. Yeah. I mean, and it shows true. it's working. So Well, not yeah. just that. I mean, you can see back in the old days, like when Tyson was getting robbed, I mean, the guy wasn't seeing a, probably a penny of his money. I mean, at least Floyd sees his money. Like every fight he gets, he, his check, he gets it. He knows he's making that money, and he's got the right people in place. And they learn. They learn off the old guy's mistakes. Yeah. So. Well, you got to understand, too, with Tyson, he had Don King. I mean, Don King was a huge crook. Oh. So I'm sure if... Uh, you know, Mayweather had King, you know, running his finances. I'm sure uh, well, Mayweather would have I'm lost surprised. That, well, he, I, well I, you know, I, they couldn't sue him later because of the contracts he had uh, them sign. 
it's hard to sue people, man. Yeah. It really well, no, is. no, because I heard that Don King it's had certain contracts and it was worded in a, soup, a, a certain way so that you couldn't really countersue him for the money that was taken. Listen, you sign with these big guns. You sign with them. You you're sign with your life King. Away. You're signing your life away. Yeah. They got all the leverage. They got the contracts on their side. They know what they're doing. And then if you speak up, they'll screw you and you'll be out of the sport of boxing. No one will well, fight well, you. Well, plain and simple, the contracts are drawn for the promoters. Yeah, for them and to make exactly. money. And that's it. And point blank, once you sign that paper, it's drawn for the promoter. Unless you got Floyd Mayweather power, now you know you could change things in the contract. But how many guys are Floyd Mayweather out there? You know exactly. You know who gets screwed? It's these lesser guys. It's these contenders. These are the guys that get screwed. The guys like Pacquiao, the guys like Tyson, the guys like Mayweather. Believe it or not, they don't get screwed that much. These promoters, they're happy to make that $1 million, $2 million. You know, by all accounts, people say it's the guys that, those in-between guys, those are the guys that get stiffed. Like Golovkin, poor kid. Well, no, not le- even lesser, Golovkin. Lesser guys, lesser like club guys. guys. Yeah, um, yeah, but I still maybe, think Golovkin's uh, getting his ass handed to him right now. Yeah. I, no. No, nah, I, would, I would say like guys like, you know, let me think of somebody, but uh, it's, you know. Yeah. There, there's so much money to be made off of those big fighters like Pacquiao and them, so... They're going to get their piece of the pie, the yeah. promoters. There's so much, millions. You don't want to screw those guys. If you're a promoter, you don't really don't want to screw them. Because they're going to give you more money. They're going to give you more fights. Well, you don't want them to leave to go to another promotion either. Yeah. You well, want to keep your cash cow. Well, it depends if you're drawing. Well, you know what? Those guys, they got options. They're going to get paid. The guys coming up, they got to take what they could get. The fight game is hard. They got to take what fights are out there. They just got to take them, and they got to keep winning. But now you're talking about the Floyds and the Pacquiao's and the Golovkins. Now they can make choices. So you're talking two different ball games. Yeah, because they already made their money and stuff. You don't. They They're can make stars. They want to. Yeah. Yeah. The other guys, they got to take whatever they could get. Yeah. Okay, and uh, let's go on. Uh, Jermaine Taylor. I don't know if you guys heard. He shot his cousin multiple times. Yeah, who knows what happens there. They said he walked in his house. They said it was some kind of domestic dispute. I mean, I don't know if this guy walked in and his cousin was, you know, banging his wife or something like that. We really don't know. Yeah, yeah they said the it was at Jermaine's are. it was at Jermaine's house, right? So, That's uh, true. You know, Jermaine, believe it or not, he seemed like a pretty intelligent guy and I want to say his wife was an attorney. She was a lawyer, so she was pretty educated. And uh it's just sad to see what happened with Jermaine. I mean, his career started off so hot. You know, he beat Bernard Hopkins, and it just seemed like... Um, you know, he beat him twice, right? Yeah, things mm-hmm. just kind of went downhill from there for him. And I hope everything works out for him. You know, he's supposed to fight a Solomon in the future, and I hope that fight goes through. And, uh, Is it still going to happen, the, though, the last, the last I've heard, it's still going to go through. He was freed on bond, on a $25,000 bond. Wow. And that fight is October 8th. And it's going to be shown on ESPN, too. Has he been punchy at all? I haven't heard him talk recently, but I ha- I've I have heard that he's a little punchy these days. I don't know. I haven't heard him recently, but he has suffered some big knockouts, dif- losses. There's no doubt about that. Even against, he made that comeback. Uh, they had him on Friday Night Fights. Was that C- Caleb Truex? Truex, Truex, Truex him. almost had him out, and they gave it to Taylor, didn't they? Yes. Was a close yeah, Taylor won the fight, but uh, yeah. Truex uh, dropped him in the fight. But he he barely won, I think. It was a close fight. But one thing about Taylor, he always puts on a good fight. It's not a boring fight. All the fights that he's been in, they've been pretty good. All the fights with Pavlik, you know, even the Truex fight, you know, he's been in good fights. He loads back too much when he throws that right hand. He does that jab, jab, and right, and he keeps himself a little bit open too much. That's, that's I don't know, yeah, that's why he gets hit. 
Yeah. They're both old guys. Solomon's like 40 and Taylor, Taylor's 36. It should be a competitive fight. So Well, we'll see if it happens first. I mean, No, they said it's going to. So it's last still I've heard. Then. Last I've heard, it's still on October 8th. Uh, we'll see. All right, what else we got? All right, we got De La Hoya. He's working on Canelo's next fight, the D- D- December 6th date in San Antonio, Texas. He's got three uh, choices. These guys are in the running. He's got Joshua Claudi. You guys remember he fought uh, Pacquiao in Texas, Jerry Jones Stadium, when he just kept his mitts up for the whole fight, blocking. Then uh, hard-punching James Kirtland, who brings it at him. Or in the, or you guys got the uh, young Olympian, Demetrius Andre. So, I mean, who would you guys want to see fight uh, Canelo? Kirkland. You know, as a, Andrade's pretty interesting also. I think Andrade might be the most skilled. I think you're probably right, and he's a big guy. Um, if I'm Canelo's people, I don't want Kirkland or I don't want Andrade. I don't want either of those two guys. I'm going after Claudie. Claudie's safe. Oh, yeah, easier fight. Safe Cla- fight. Claudie's a guy who's probably going to make the 12th round decision, but he's going to keep his mitts up. He's going to absorb shots. He's very durable, but he doesn't bring a lot of offense to the table. Where Kirkland and Andrade, they can upset, especially Andrade maybe, they can upset Canelo if he's off, if he's not on his A game. I mean, that's going to be what, in December? December 6th. You know, Jackman, you brought up a good point last time. This Canelo, he's a warrior. He'll fight anybody. That's one thing you got to respect about. That's why I like the kid, him. yeah. There's a lot of guys. You get a lot of these runners in boxing. You guys like, you know, like a, even a guy like Mayweather, he's the biggest star in boxing. He doesn't have the cojones that a guy like Canelo has. No, Canelo. These the, guys, they'll fight anybody. Yeah, and you know what? They they said that decision, as far as De La Hoya said, is ultimately up to Canelo. But he's going to try to get him, you know, the most money. They're going to talk it out. But it's up to Canelo who he wants to fight. But those are the top three in the in the mix. Personally, I'd like to see uh, Kirtland and Canelo. I'd want to see that barn burner. If Kirtland could make it out of the first three rounds, it would be interesting. I agree. That would be a great barn burner. I'd love that. Who would you guys favor in this fight? I would still favor Canelo because he's more consistent. Yeah, I would still go with Canelo. you got to go with Canelo because uh, Kirtland been down. Been down before. Uh, Canelo's a good puncher. It'd be interesting to watch, though. But, uh, you know, you, we don't know. Because uh, Canelo really never faced a guy like Kirtland. Except that Angulo. But Angulo, look, he don't, he looks shot. Anyways, going into that fight, period. Cotto's brother brought it to Canelo. Yeah, but that was then. Angel Cotto. <laughs> bring him back. Angel Cotto. He brought it to him let's for bring, a couple rounds. Let's bring Angel back. We'll yeah. see how good he does now. <laughs> Rain Angel back. <laughs> All right, what else we got? Is uh, that it for news? That's pretty much it for now. Oh, so we're, that was not too bad. Well, that was two, three weeks worth of stuff. Well, hopefully it was good, not bad. <laughs> well, no, I thought it'd be a lot longer than that. I thought we'd be in here like aging and stuff with all the news, but it's not. It's good stuff. All right, so tomorrow, uh, September, we're in September, correct? Yeah, beer season starts in a couple of days. Uh, September uh, September sixth, you've got the the Broner ta- uh, Broner Taylor fight, and then you've got a, a pretty decent undercard fights after that. Um, a Klitschko fight got delayed uh, or postponed. They're happening on November fifteenth. Uh, that was supposed to happen yesterday as well too. Uh, there was some injury to Klitschko. Does no one know? Do we don't know what it was or the injury to to him? It just got postponed. I think it was a cut. If I wasn't mistaken, I was it reading was the shoulder. Yes. Oh, there you I go. Thought yes. It was shoulder. yes, it was shoulder. I thought it was either a cut or a shoulder. Or something I don't like think. That. Klitschko gets hit too much in the sparring. Yeah. He probably um, dominates the sparring partners like he does the real guys. So what are you guys thinking for tomorrow's fight, man? 
I think these are some interesting fights. Um, and we got to do predictions, too. Yeah. Um, you know, let's face it. These are showcase fights. I mean, this is a, these fights are, they're hoping that Broner and Matisse wins these fights, and eventually they end up meeting. So, obviously, they're both the favorites. Is this showtime? This is showtime. All right. So, I mean, th- these are some good fights. You know, Berto has had some uh, rough fights recently. He's looking to, uh, you know, make a comeback, get back on the map. Um, you know, Emmanuel Taylor, he's supposed to be a very tough guy by all accounts. Everyone says he's a tough customer, and he's going to give uh, Adrian Broner a run for his money. So, we'll see what happens. Who are you thinking? You know, you got to go with Broner. You got to go with the favorite here. But uh, I'm hoping Taylor beats him. As are probably most people, Broner's not exactly uh, the most favorite boxer in the world. Yeah, what you thinking, uh, Jackman? Yeah, I think it's going to be a pretty good fight to watch. Taylor's uh, he's he's skilled. He's a skilled boxer. The only thing is he doesn't throw a ton of punches, and he does he doesn't have bricks in his gloves. So I would favor Broner in this fight, but I think there's going to be some rounds where Taylor's going to outbox him. Or it's going to be very competitive rounds. They're they're in Cincinnati also, Broner's hometown, which kind of stinks for Taylor. Uh, you know, Broner is very talented, but he's he's really good. But I don't know if he's a great boxer yet. He kind of doesn't put his offense and defense together. He either blocks or he punches. So, but I would say uh, Broner in a twelfth round decision. It's going to be hard for Taylor to get a decision in a Cincinnati. But I think it's going to be some uh, pretty good fight and pretty competitive overall. You know what? I never seen Broner in there with a guy who moves around the ring. Most of the guys were just come forward guys that he fought. So Malinaji. Yeah, yeah, but Polly Malinaji, he's not slick like that. He just pulls his neck out and moves. He's not a slick guy who got head movement, who got the complete package, who jabs. I, I think he's pretty slick. I think what his problem was, he's got no pop. Well, He's when you talk no about when you talk when we talk about slick fighters, I'm thinking of guys like Pernell who got head movement, slip and counter. He don't really slip and counter. He just throws one two, one two, pulls his neck out, runs away. One two, one two, pulls his neck out. This guy's gonna bring different angles, a different yeah. dynamic to the game. Yeah, but if you look at Malinaji though, has there ever been a fighter who's that weak of a hitter that reached that high of a level? I mean, this guy he's got he's pillow fisted. Yeah, guy well, can't... well, it showed when he stepped it up. When yeah. he went with Cotto, when he went with Ricky Hatton, couldn't do nothing. Yeah, but he got basically with those pillow fists. He, I mean, he got million-dollar do fights. He well, got million well dollar you fights. know, but you know what? Yeah, he, he made a lot of money. He yeah, okay, yeah, money. he yeah. made a lot of money. He's an Italian kid. He talks a big game. You know what? If he was a black fighter, he wouldn't have got the, the type of stuff he got. He talks a big game. He's flashy. He, he fought he Broner right, right neck and neck, while Broner at that time was knocking everybody out. Broner yeah, was knocking guys but look out. How Broner, where's he now? He got this. Yeah, well, up. yeah, well. Once you get beat up, that 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 uh, uh shield of invincibility goes away. Once Madonna kind of exposed him, now he's not as tough. Same like Tyson. Once Douglas beat him, he wasn't as tough anymore. Well, who was Malinaji's best name that he beat on this resume? Malinaji really didn't impress me. All he did is run out with his neck up, and uh, when Sean Porter fought him, you know, he exposed that. I know he was older, but he exposed it to the fullest. Porter just comes in aggressive. He just caught him early. But who who was the biggest name that uh, Malinaji beat on his resume? Gunsy's a Malinaji I mean, hater. Well, he beat, nah, he I'm beat just. Con- he beat. I like him. I like him, but uh, as far he's not, you know, 
When we talk about the million dollar fighters and the marquee names, you don't impress me when we talk about that level of boxing. Well, I mean, if you look at him, he fought a pretty good fight with Cotto. I mean, he, you know, Cotto walked fairly... right through him with a feather fist that it showed up in a fight. Yeah, but it was. Just you... took a beating. Yeah, if you look at the scorecards, though, it was a fairly close fight in the scorecards. I got the scorecards in front of me here. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't watch that fight They're yesterday, so I really don't well, remember. Well, but... at the end of the day, for that fight, he was credited for taking a beating and not quitting or getting knocked out. He beat Zeb Judah. Yeah, that's right. He beat Zeb Judah. Zeb Judah never won a big oh. fight, but still, I mean, <laughs> oh, Zeb Judah was right Zab there. Judah, Zeb Judah was an old man, and Zeb Judah. Hey, hey, let's talk about Zeb Judah. When we talk about how good guys are, we talk about how they could perform, not their potential. Zeb Judah had all the potential in the world. The best guy he beat was Mickey Ward. He fought a lot of guys right down to the wire. He fought Cotto right yeah. down to the wire. He had Garcia. He had Garcia stumbling in the last couple rounds. But he's when he was old. Yeah. At the end of the day, at the end of the it day, doesn't matter if he fights he him that close. He's tough. At the end of the day, you gotta win fights, no. not fight close fights. Hey, they still brought him back to come for more fights and people, more money. Yeah, people remember had, wins, not losses. Z- they still remember a great fight. Zab Judah. If he got blown out of those fights, he wouldn't be back fighting tough guys again. Zab Judah had tremendous potential, but never lived up to it. And after you lose a lot of those fights, even though they're really, really close, I mean, you eventually are known that you can't, you can't win a fight. So then you don't get the chances anymore, but no, you, he got a lot of chances. Zeb got a lot of chances. He yeah, fought Khan. He fought Costa Danny Zou. Garcia. Casazu. Yeah, he fought a lot. Of, he fought Cotto. Zeb lost all. He fought all Mayweather. Of, every single one of his big fights, he lost. Even when Garcia's dad said that, I, I would be saying that for years. And then Garcia's dad said he never won a big fight. He was in. He was. And that's he, the truth. He was he beating did. Mayweather the early part of the fight. He had always. He had so many big fights and so many opportunities, but never won one. Yeah, but you know what? Back to Malinaj, you yeah. guys. You got to be somewhat slick when you hit like that, and you're able to hang in the fight. I mean, this guy. This guy's pillow fisted, man. This guy. He hits like a like an average amateur almost. I've never seen a guy. I mean. That weak of a puncher get to that level. I mean, this guy's very, very weak puncher. It's not like he's like an Algeri. An Algeri, he'll hit you, he'll stun you a little bit. You know, he'll kind of you know keep you on your tracks. This guy can't hit at all. All right. I mean, think about it. Have you ever? I mean, I mean, this guy's so pillow fisted. I mean, he hits guys, and you could just see that. You know, there's yeah, there's no effect there. It's like it's like my sister hitting me. Literally, I mean, he's got no power, and he knows that. If Malinaji had power, he'd be a $100 million fighter. I'm telling you right now, he'd be up there with the Floyds and, there, and everything. He would have made $100 million. Saying, yeah, you were saying that before, right? Yeah. He would have made big money. I remember money. when we first started these, some of the first beginning shows you were saying he that. He would have made huge money. Yeah. All right, anyways, uh, the undercards, uh, uh, Berto and uh, Matisse. What are you thinking? Obviously, we're gonna, Lucas is probably going to take it, but... Well, with the Berto fight, he lost three out of his last four fights. The guy he's fighting, I'll be honest, I really don't know too much about him. But, um, you know, if Berto loses this fight, he's you know he's got to look at the retirement line. Yeah, Berto hasn't looked well the last couple of fights. He's another guy with a lot of talent, real fast hands, but he just he doesn't put it together. I think I've seen this guy fight on Friday Night Fights. Uh, I don't think he has a lot of pop. Uh, Steven Upshur Chambers. Uh, but I don't know. They're trying to get Berto back into the mix, trying to get him back into the win, trying to get him back relevant. So we'll see how he looks tomorrow, you know. 
So Bertel definitely, and then Mathisi we're thinking. You guys want to talk about the Mathisi fight or no? Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. All right. He's fighting uh, Ro- Roberto Ortiz. Ortiz. Yeah, yeah. I haven't really seen this kid. I've seen him a little bit on YouTube. He's a powerful puncher. He has a lot of knockouts. So it might be an exciting fight, guys, because uh, Matisse likes to mix it up. And this other guy looks like he's Mexican. He, he mixes it up, too. So there might be some fireworks in the early rounds, you know. And are these the only two fights undercard-wise? So three fights t- tomorrow. Yeah, it's three fights. Okay. I mean, these are the three TV fights. They're going to have yeah. some... Under, under. They might yeah. have some other ones on uh, Showtime Extreme. Yeah. Oh. Maybe, yeah. right? They do I'm, that I'm sometimes. I'm not sure about that. Yeah, they do that sometimes. All right, so looks like a good card. I mean, I'm going to be interested to see it. I'll probably DVR it and watch it on uh, Sunday or something after the Bears game or something. Yeah, I don't watch think it live, Nick. Watch it live. Yeah, it's it's always best watching yeah. boxing live. Yeah, we'll yeah. try. I'm I'm working unfortunately, but if I wasn't, I'd watch it live. I'll just block I'll just block the texts from you guys so I don't get uh, any spoilers. <laughs> and then I'll watch it at night. I'm still I'm still stuck on The Walking Dead. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, I, up at season four. I sent that uh, text to Sammy about uh, what's his name, the in- English guy who won Kel Brook, and I'm like, oh man, maybe I spoiled it for him because he's uh, probably at work. Yeah, you're right. Maybe yeah. that's why he was pissed, and he didn't. So uh, he didn't text me back. Block on the <laughs> I pissed him off. He didn't text yeah. me back. I'm like, oh, it is. Let me tell you something. When uh, these big fights are on, you know, I turn off my phone. I'm not online. Nothing like that. I wait till I get home, and then I watch the fights like it's live. Oh, for real? Yeah, I, I, I didn't like, even see the text. No. I'll tell you guys the truth. Um, I, t- I think I said this on one of the other shows. I like Showtime better than HBO watching boxing. I like HBO. I like HBO's presentation. I'm a little bit more used to Lampley and all those guys. Yeah? Yeah. What it's about original, Gunzi? Man. What about you? Showtime or HBO? I got to go to traditional HBO. HBO? They got so to. I'm the only one. Plus, you know what another thing is that sways it? We're used to the growing up watching the HBO format. Yeah. And now they got the Showtime format, which is a little different. I like the announcers better on Showtime. They're very good, more too. More energetic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they got that moral. They seem younger, too, or something. I don't know. I just like them better. They got that moral Ronaldo, and I guess he started his career with the wrestling, with the, like, the pro wrestling. Yes. So, you know, he's got that thing about him. You he's know, got that, that enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah, enthusiastic charisma. And, you know, so it's, it's, it's all what you like. Put that punch in your voice when you're announcing. Like the Jim Ross, slobber knockers. Flabbergasted. Flabbergasted. You have to. Anyways, um, all right, the only other fight we can uh, go over before we start going over schedule is the Mayweather-Maidana uh, fight. I don't know. I mean, there was. I was reading some article today. They said something about Maidana knows how to, to get uh, Mayweather's shoulder roll over. I, I don't know. I just don't see Maidana doing it. Yeah, I think it's going to be similar uh, to the first fight. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to see it. Yeah, I mean... It's going to be a tough fight. You know what Maidana's going to bring. Maidana's going to bring it. You know, Maidana gives an honest effort 100% of the, the time. But um, I see pretty much the same thing happening. I think if it's a close fight, you know, the judges are going to give it to Floyd. Floyd's going to land the cleaner shots. So, well, you know, I'm going to give the edge to Floyd in this fight. You, uh, you know what makes this fight a little bit interesting? Okay, you can't bet against Floyd. But the thing is, um, we know Floyd got the skills and he got the athletics and everything else to beat Madonna. But could he get up at this stage of his career to beat this guy? Um, he, he probably is. But um, Floyd's in the stage of his career where fighters don't want to fight. Like when Lewis fought Klitschko. You know, the money's great. You don't want to retire. You don't want to lose the money. But you really don't want to do it. You really don't put out. 
Not like when he was younger against Manfredi and those guys, he was putting out more. When he fought Chop Chop Corley, he was putting out more. So the, the big question is mentally, uh, how high does he get up for the fight? And, you know, you got to go with Floyd, but it's a, it makes it interesting. See how much you could get up for it at 37 years old. You know, you, you make a great point there. I mean, it's so hard to stay hungry after you're winning all these fights. I mean, this guy made hundreds of millions of dollars in his career. And human nature is, you know, let's face it, is to get a little bit lazy when you make that much money. But, you know, I think in today's game, and I hate to say this, I think that, you know, a lot of these fighters, including Floyd, I think they're on steroids. And I think that helps them. I think it helps their motivation. You know, if you talk to somebody who's 42 and you talk to someone who's 22, there's a different energy there in that 22-year-old as opposed to that 42-year-old. So I think nowadays, being 36, being 37, it's not like it was 15, 20 years ago. No, back in the day, if you watched um, Sugar Ray Leonard fighting uh, Donnie Milan, I think, uh, not exactly sure, but Sugar Ray was like 30, 31 years old, and they were making him sound like he was an ancient guy. Now you got Mayweather, who's 37, and Madonna, who's 30 years old. Back then, it would be unheard of. It would be, like, ridiculous. You know, you had some exceptions, Archie Moore and those guys. But for the most part, they considered you done at 30. So I was watch, or I was watching a uh, segment on ESPN, uh, I think I believe it was two, uh, on sports and steroids, now that you brought up steroids. And we were talking in previous shows about steroids use. There was something very interesting because this guy, and I forgot the guy's name. He was, so, he was some kind of sports like analyst slash physician and doctor. He's saying, and I don't know how 100% right this guy is, but I mean, I can agree with it. He goes, even in the early days, there was some sort of drug that was enhancing the player's ability to perform that were being used, even back in the day. He's like, so if you're going to look at sports, not modern sports right now, and by any means he wasn't promoting steroids, he was saying, but if you look at modern sports now, now there's an illegal drug out there, steroids that people are using. But back in the day, they said there was actually proven fact that uh, Roger Maris... And Babe Ruth were taking greenies back in the days. Yeah. You know, I'm really not sure what greenies are, but uh, you've had various type of things. You had stuff like smelling salts that, you know, guys would use to get up and everything like that. But, I mean, the way the technology is today, the way the science is today, it wasn't like that back then. Do you remember Evander Holyfield? Poor guy said he had a heart attack, and uh, it looked like he was on his way out. Next thing you know, he said the Lord cured him, and you know he came back stronger than ever. You know what? That was all steroids. You know what? Yeah. Those guys in the 90s got away with murder. There was uh, Roy Jones, they said, failed the test. Um, Tommy Morrison looked like he was on there. Vander Holyfield looked like a bodybuilder. So uh, those guys are getting away with murder. There's a lot of other names out there, too. Greeny, uh, greenies, just so you know, were like a methamphetamine. What they basically did is, have you ever taken ripped fuel before to stay awake and yeah, stuff? I took it before, yes. I, I, just, I didn't like the feeling of it. It was almost like ripped fuel times like 10. So what these guys would do is they would pop a greenie and it would get their adrenaline going and they would just go nuts and like their heart would, they would just have more energy and stuff yeah, but to perform. I don't see that so helpful in baseball, dude. And greenies, that's the shit I give my dog to, to clean hit, his to teeth. To hit a home run? <laughs> yeah. To hit a home run? Uh, I don't know. Uh, baseball's listen, more of a base, calmer sport. No, I understand. It's not that. football. Baseball's different. In my opinion, even if you're taking steroids, you have to have the eye for the ball. Yeah, eye coordination. So you need that talent. If you can't hit the ball, then steroids ain't going to help you in baseball. It doesn't matter what well, you take. But the thing is, instead of being a fly out at the warning track when It'll you take steroids, It'll go out, yeah, perfect, and, you, and your body example. recovers faster. You can train harder. 
Well, you can train harder. You can recover wait, faster. Perfect example, and I hope you guys remember this guy. Remember Brady Anderson? Yes, skinniest and, guy in the world. And he hit fifty home runs yeah. one year. Yes. Andy Vance like skinny, and this dude hit fifty home runs. You're going to tell me he wasn't on roids? Listen. As long as you have the eye for the game, you'll do good. But anyways, what this guy was saying was that there was always some sort of drugs that were always enhancing players' performance. So he's like, for for people to sit here and bash steroids, he's like, it, 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 there was always something out there that I'm, would help. I'm these sure guys. the steroids were much effective than what. Oh yeah, now compared to what they were doing back then, I'm sure yeah. they're more it's more effective than the greenies. So. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about it that uh, steroids have helped players. You know, I read Conseco's book. You know, the guy that um, admitted to using steroids who pretty and much threw said, everyone else yeah, under the bus. Yeah, who said everyone was on steroids. And he said himself, he said, when you're on growth hormone and these steroids, you're much fresher. You know, if you're a baseball player, you're playing 162 games a year. You're on planes. You're here. You're traveling. You're tired. He said you feel fresh. You feel like it's spring training again. So, I mean, in every sport, steroids are going to give you a huge edge. I mean, guys like Mayweather, these guys, they got so much money. These guys can be tested by doctors. They could um, get the best steroids money can buy. And to mask the drugs yeah, and stuff. Exactly. I mean, I would say today 80% of boxers, top-level fighters, they're on steroids. A lot of these big stars, they're on steroids. If you can come up with I don't a hold it against them. Aids. I don't hold it against them. I don't hold that Mayweather's, if Mayweather's doing steroids or Pac's doing steroids, I don't hold it against them. They're great fighters anyway, with or without the steroids. But, I mean, let's face it. You got these guys that are older now, and there's a reason for it. It's not just nutrition, guys. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways. I don't know. I'm not on steroids. I can go in there and kick some ass. Uh, whatever, Jack. <laughs> Maybe some drunk guy that's coming into the Admiral Theater. <laughs> I don't know about in the ring. No, they, they don't allow liquor over there. I know. That's why they get drunk when they come in. You can beat his ass before he comes in. <laughs> I need that a drunk advantage on exactly. my side. Um, all right. So, I, I mean, obviously, so I think we're all in agreement, Mayweather. And, I mean, it's probably not going to be an interesting fight or we're not going to. It'll be interesting. We'll see but- it. I mean, but. I don't know. We'll see what happens with that one. Um, we didn't talk about this on News and Rumors, though. Um, Pacquiao and May, uh, Mayweather. What? And Aaron possibly saying that it's going to happen. Yeah, this fight might be happening uh, early next year. Why That's- are you looking at us like you're, you're clueless, Jackman? No, I, <laughs> j- I didn't even talk about what's going to happen about Mayweather. You just kind of skipped. Oh, no. I thought you'd say it on the news. Yeah, this fight's going to happen early next year. I mean, let's face it. Mayweather is running out of opponents. I mean, who's Mayweather going to fight after this? Yeah, you have nobody. He doesn't, that Pacquiao fight is his biggest fight. And Mayweather, he hasn't been selling as as hot as before. I mean, with the exception of the Canelo fight, his last few fights, the numbers has been down. And tell you the truth, the pay-per-view numbers have been down in all sports. Even in boxing, they don't know what it is. The numbers are down. I don't know if people are stealing the fights on the internet. I don't know what's happening, but... um. Things aren't just selling like they it's used to. A, be. Even, a, even wrestling, it's even not, wrestling's down. It's yeah, it's not stealing. Um, what it is, it's being streamed online, so it's sharing. It's almost like how Napster got into that thing. <laughs> so when you're going on there, you can stream the fight and watch it. Um, two, uh, wrestling went down, I think, because of the whole PG rating, but that has nothing to do with boxing. But um, I don't know. I just think there's no there's no appeal to a lot of these uh, common boxers. I think people who are watching boxing now and continue to watch boxing are the, the diehard true boxing fans. And I think when you had boxers that would appeal to People that are on that on that borderline of watching boxing, I don't think you have a lot of boxers that draw that appeal to bring those guys back into boxing, and that's why you got the pay per view slow. I think. Well, um, when we talk about Floyd, getting back to Floyd, 
The problem is, like, every great fighter has another guy. Like, Ray Leonard had Hearns, Duran, all these guys. Floyd doesn't have anybody but Pacquiao, and they never fought. And they never fought. And this guy's 37. I don't know how old Pacquiao is. But that, that's a problem with his legacy, too. Yeah, he went undefeated, but there was nobody out there. So, um, on, on boxing scene, I just this just actually came up. It was a new update. They said, uh, Bob Arum quoted, uh, Floyd Mayweather Jr. is scared to lose a zero. And apparently they're saying, according to top-ranked CEO Bob Arum, there's no uh, obstacles to prevent a welterweight unification between Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather for getting made. Arum said both networks, HBO and Showtime, which is interesting, are interested in making the fight happen. Pacquiao is prepared to fight undefeated junior welterweight uh, Chris Algieri uh, on November 22nd, but Mayweather's name keeps cropping up. Mayweather is back in action next Saturday night in Las Vegas against Maidana then rematch for the fight. This is what Pacquiao says. If that fight happens, fine, Pacquiao said. If not, fine. What I have done in my boxing career already has satisfied me, but if I will be dis- but I will be disappointed if that fight does not happen because that is what the fans want. My concern is the concern of the fans and the fans want the fight. Aram said positive steps have been taken in the direction of the bout between Pacquiao and Mayweather, but here it's uncertainty about Mayweather. And then this is what Aram says, quote, and this is the last quote. Floyd is scared to lose his zero, Aram said of Mayweather's 46-0 record. Believe me, if he lost the zero, he'd be on the plane the next day to make the fight no question. So, I don't know. I, I hope it happens. I hope they pull something out and they make it happen, and I'd like to see it. And then, obviously, you know there's going to be two fights. Yeah, Aram's a smart businessman. Aram knows that Pacquiao, he's, he, he's vulnerable to lose right now. He's got a couple big fights left in him, and make the big fight now because if Pacquiao loses, that fight's not that big anymore. And this fight, let's face it, it's not as big as it was three years ago. It's no, a, no, yeah. it lost its luster. You know, Pacquiao, he lost a little bit of his uh, killer edge. I don't know. He doesn't seem to quite uh, hit as hard a little bit. His killer instinct's a little bit, he's a little bit softer now. I don't know. He's still great. He's still up there. But anyways, I want to talk about the Mayweather uh, Madonna real fast. I think Mayweather is going to win more convincingly. I think he's even going to hurt Madonna in the late rounds and possibly have a chance to stop Madonna in the late rounds, 10th, 11th, anywhere from the 9th to 11th round. But I don't know if Mayweather's going to go for that uh, when he sees him hurt. Because uh, guys who come in like that, and like Madonna in the last fight, he was getting wore down toward the end of the fight. Yeah, no way I think Mayweather stops Madonna. No? Mayweather doesn't stop anybody. Hey, Madonna's too tough. I got what? something I want to come in on this. What do you guys hear with the rumors with Ariza being in Floyd's camp and stretching him out? What do you guys think that's all about? You think it's a publicity stunt? Or what is that? What do you did you guys hear about that? Do yeah, you know? it could be a publicity stunt, but who knows? I mean, uh you know, this guy Ariza, he's been linked to steroids. Yeah, so, so it's Floyd's claiming Pacquiao, you know, he wants a test at first and he's with Ariza and now you're bringing Ariza in your camp. I don't know if there's just for controversy or psychological advantages for the fight or what's this all about. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, who knows? Well, he could have got Marquez's guy, that Angel Herrera for a story. <laughs> <laughs> he is a direct uh, link to Conte. Uh, I don't know. Don't be so surprised, Sammy, if uh, Floyd, I doubt it because he's conservative, but he's going to hurt Madonna more. He's going to put more of a hurting on Madonna. Mark my words, he's gonna he's he gonna hurt him more. He's gonna stun him more. Yeah, he's pissed that right. He wants to make a statement. That, it was, that people that thought it was, it was so close. Who yeah. was Floyd stopping his last ten fights offhand? 
just Ortiz when he hit him with that cheap shot. He doesn't Jackman stop anybody. Stop and him. You can't even count that. You can't even count yeah, that. Who did, who did he stop? Who did he stop? Just Mon- Ricky Hatton was the last. Yeah, guy Ricky Hatton in 07, probably. Yeah, that was he, like, he almost stopped. What's his name? But he's too old. Mosley. Mosley was running away from him and shit. But he, yeah, yeah. Mosley was ancient. I think I'm gonna get a Hatton T-shirt. Mosley, hey, Mosley almost stopped Mayweather at that, talking about the... Oh, yeah, guys. Hey, yeah, forgot about Guys, that you know, speaking of Ariza, uh, we went to this, we went to grammar school with this guy named Vince. He knew Ariza very well. I talked to Vince. Vince said that him and Ariza used to work security in California, and he said Ariza was a huge dick. That's what Vince told me. Wait, Ariza? Wow. Yeah. Wow, I didn't Vince know Vince said he knew him. Vince said he worked security with him. He was a huge dickhead. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, how he, is this guy linked now with, with, with Mayweather? And he used well, to be a security he's, guard? He's been linked well, in boxing. But he's, he's a trainer. He's, he's a, a trainer. Uh, uh, yes. not, or, uh, what's that? Strength, strength conditioner. conditioning. Well, yeah. He's not yeah. doing that strength great of a job if trainer. he has to have a security job, too. Well, he had no, that was before. before. Yeah, uh, now yeah, he don't need yeah. it now. <laughs> Everyone's got to start <laughs> somewhere. real, right? Am I yeah. from no, that's true, yeah. I'm preaching the gospel, guys. Seriously. See, but you know what? A lot of guys, when they fight Floyd, you brought up a point. You don't knock no one out. But you know what? They don't go after him. The only guys, I, last time I said was Hatton. There's another guy who went after him, Miguel Cotto. I forgot to mention, went at uh, Floyd really tough. And he went for the victory, and he wasn't scared. And he went at him, and he fought him tough. Most other guys, they don't throw no punches. Look, Guerrero, he didn't do shit. He didn't go after him. Even Canelo, he didn't throw no punches. I mean, these guys, they, they get... Before they can even see it, and then they miss them, they can get you do frustrated. That again, Jackman, <laughs> and they don't go after Floyd too much. Now Madonna did go after Floyd, and uh, that's why I say possibly he can hurt him because he's going to be easy to hit. I know he may hit Floyd some too because he's going to throw punches, but he's going to get he's going to be on the receiving end of more. All right, are we done with Mayweather? I'm sort of sick of talking to the guy about hey. the guy. I never get sick of talking about Mayweather. He's I the do. biggest draw in boxing and uh, the biggest star in boxing. Yeah, he and fights you know, Pacquiao. I may talk about w- him. Whenever he fights his opponents, their punch outputs are usually very low, except for Madonna's and and uh, Cotto through punches. Most of his opponents have a low output against Mayweather. He just does that. He's just that good. Yeah. All right, we want to go over the the schedule then, uh, Sammy. Yeah, we got or at least so- the big fights. Yeah, we got some uh, big fights coming up, and uh, actually, one- wait before we go into that, we we didn't even announce uh, Don winning the title. Yeah, to say congratulations to him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah can- local boy. So he won IBO, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's an IBO title. It's uh, um, it's the uh, fifth biggest title, and uh, it was a good win for him. And hopefully, this opens up the door for him to. Uh, you know, bigger fights. Yeah, hopefully we can see him on TV. Yeah, let's face it, man. The name of the game in boxing is uh, to make money. So hopefully, you know, he's been doing this for a while. He's got over 30 pro fights or around 30 pro fights. Hopefully he gets a big fight. And they're talking about Lucien Boutte in Montreal. And, uh, you know, who knows? Boutte's 35. If he can land that right hand, you know, you never yeah, know. That just could good be to a see ticket. a local guy yeah. finally get that. Chance. Yeah, congratulations to Don George. He is a hard puncher, and that uh, right hand, straight right hand is a good weapon against a southpaw, which Lucian Boutte is. So, yeah. yeah, he's a tough guy. He's earned his stripes in the game. Any guy that has over thirty fights, you know, you know, they earn their stripes. He's been on HBO. He's been on Showtime, and he's fought a lot of tough fighters. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't duck nobody. This guy. I hope he brings some high-profile matches. If he goes, uh, get some start getting some bigger matches and better matches. I hope he brings some to Chicago. You think they'll do that or no? You know, to, he, 
to be honest with you, um, you know, the biggest draw in Chicago is Fonfara. Let's be realistic here. He's really the one that uh, brings the fans. Um, but who knows? It can happen. I mean, it can happen. If they Where's can the happen. last time? Where did Finfera fight the last time? Where did he fight? No, the last time he fought, he fought Stevenson. In yeah, Montreal. the Bell Center. Yeah, at the Montreal. Bell Center. Yeah, so Montreal. F- when are they going to start bringing these to Chicago? No, Fanfara does fight. He's fi- his he's next fight, fight is going to be in the UIC. UIC November so 1st. So he's going to UIC. Yeah, and he, he See, has fought they, in Chicago before. They need to before. start doing venues like, yeah, like, the, uh, like the United Center or something. You know, you can't fill up. You're not going to fill up That's the, the, the thing, venue. Yeah. Fu- you know, or go to, the ro- go, to, go to Allstate. Yeah, I'm not sure wh- what the deal is with Allstate. But UIC is actually a very good venue. Yeah, you said before that it looked really good. Yeah. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's about the money, and the numbers got to match up if they want to do these big fights uh, you're talking about. So, Yeah, no, I'm just saying, like, some down. of these, like, because, I, I, I mean, listen, plain and simple, if I was a, a local Chicago guy and I became successful and I started getting some big fights, I obviously would be fighting in Vegas a lot because everyone wants to fight in Vegas, the big fights. But, I mean, I'd want to be true. I mean, if you're from New York, you're going to go fight at the, at the Garden, right? That's like a dream. But we we don't have like a marquee. That's the name. thing. Yeah, well, Martin, like the you Mexico sort of boxing. you sort of do. You can go to Wrigley. Boxing never really been at Wrigley, but you can go fight outdoors in Wrigley. But we need a big marquee. That's local the thing. Guy, yeah, and we don't have that marquee. Well, I'm saying once you get that marquee local, then you can try that. Like United Center, I get what Sammy's talking about. That's you, a lot of people. Yeah, you can't. Fit, there's no way you'll fit. What is that? How much does it fit? Forty. United Center? Nah, I don't no, think it's 20,000. There's no 20, way you'll fit 20,000 people even yeah, for them. Yeah, I mean, even at Comiskey, you're not going to. I mean, they had the ballpark halfway. Well, I saw, yeah, I saw the pictures of it. It yeah, looked it like was empty. Dead. It was yeah. empty. But, I mean, it'd be nice. Like, I know UIC is a good venue for it. I've seen uh, fights before at Allstate Center that was actually pretty decent as well, too. So, I don't know. And then they got the Sears Center. They do a lot of uh, MMA at Sears Center. The one in uh, Elmhurst, or that's uh, not Elmhurst, that's. um. Uh, Hoffman Estates. Yeah, Hoffman Estates. Yeah, yes. but uh, whatever. I mean, we'll see what happens, but congrats to to Don the Bomb, and uh, good to see a local guy win it as well, too, and bring it uh, home. So um, I just forgot to say that. So anyways, uh, sorry, Sammy. Yeah. Uh, you know, Carlos Molina, who's another Chicago guy, who doesn't really ever get any credit. But, I mean, this guy, he's fought everybody, he's beat a lot of fighters, and he's been robbed a lot. But this guy just continues to win. No matter who they put in front of him, he continues to win. He's fighting K nine. He had a little problem. I mean, he had a he had a uh, a case going on. You know, I'm really not sure about uh, the details of the case, but he has been on the shelf for a while. He was actually, uh, I want to say, was he in prison in Mexico or in Vegas? He, he had a he had a big fight in Vegas, and right before the fight, he got arrested for something that he did years ago. So it was kind of a, a sad situation. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, it was kind of weird the way it happened. Right before he was going to get a big fight, I, I, I think he was going to get paid a quarter of a million for that fight. He ends up getting arrested. I think someone snitched on him. I think that's what happened. Yeah, it sounded like he was derailed. Yeah. Because he was about to get a big fight, and they said after the press conference, they grabbed him for one thing, and uh, I heard that got cleared up. But then something else for uh, deportation or something. So they sent him back to Mexico. But um, right now, what I'm hearing is uh, Al Heyman's working with him. And they're bringing the canine down to Mexico for the fight. So, you know, that looks pretty good for Carlos. But let's see how he is training out there in Mexico. He don't got the trainer that he had in Chicago. Different atmosphere, different guys. Um, It'll be interesting to see how uh, all this stuff plays out for him. But, but he's a guy who had all the... 
odds stacked up against him, and he kept winning. So, uh, or he got cheated, but he always performed well in every fight he performed. Yeah, he did it the old school way. From day one, he just pretty much fought everyone, and he beat everyone. This guy didn't have no promoter, you know, big promoter behind him or anything like that. I mean, he's one of the rare guys in boxing that did it the hard way. What's going on with him? He can't come back to the United States? Is that what it is? No. Um, it's probably if he comes back, he's going to get... Uh, no, he, got, he, he was got, deported. I he know. was deported. Um, from what I'm hearing, he came here. We, they brought him here when he was young on a visa, and that kind of ran out. So then they send him back, and uh, it's a shame because he got all his roots here. You know, he's got a family, his kid, and everything over here. So then they send him back over there. So uh, let's see if he could keep beating odds. And you know the shame part about it is he fights Laura. He should have won that fight. They, I don't know, the game would draw. And you got Laura making this big money fighting Canelo, and you got Carlos out there in Mexico fighting the canine. And it's kind of a shame, you know, in the boxing, how that plays out, you know. But sometimes you piss the wrong people off, too. They hold you down like that. Yeah, it's sad. You know, Carlos, he's been a hard luck fighter. I mean, this is a guy who, you know, deserves that big fight, deserves that million, two, three million dollar fight, and I hope he gets it. Yeah, that Bundridge, he's going to make a sloppy fight. Every time I watch that guy, there's wrestling, there's grabbing. He, yeah. He's a tough well, dude. I like wrestling. <laughs> Carlos seen exactly he'll make the cleanest fights either. No, it's going to be a sloppy <laughs> fight, I think. Yeah. <laughs> both, both of those guys, they're both good uh, fighters. They're both tough, but it's going to be sloppy, I think. All right, so who are you guys calling now, Molina? Yeah, Molina by unanimous decision. Yeah, yeah. I'll go with Molina also. Yeah, I'm going uh, with Carlos. Yeah. What's the next one? It's no Nito Donaire versus Walters. You know, I got to be honest with you. I have not seen a lot of this guy, Walters, but from what everyone says, this guy hits like a son of a bitch. And a lot of people, they're actually favoring him over Donaire. You know, Donaire, he's there for the taking right now. And... um I'm I'm looking forward to this fight. No, Nino Donaire, he's an exciting fighter. He you hits, know, and, and I, I want to see this fight. See, I got a knock on Donaire, okay? We all know Donaire got power, and he hits. But who's he been fighting? He's been fighting a bunch of senior citizens, and then when they put him in there with uh, Rigon Diaw, he won one round. Uh, I think he's just a big puncher, but I, got, I think he's way overrated. They were giving him that fighter of the year on HBO and all this stuff. He was fighting guys that were talking about retiring before they fought him. You know, I don't know. You got to beat good fighters. And you, when he fought a good fighter, he didn't even stand a chance. So, you know, I kind of got a knock. Yeah, he punches. And yeah, against lesser guys, uh, he's fun to watch because he, he knocks them out. But, um, you know, we want to see him in there with good guys, not knocking out uh, old men about to retire. So I kind of got a knock on him. But uh, we'll see how he does. One question, though. How many guys has Nonito Donaire ducked in his career? Has he ducked guys, or was it that, that well, was just circumstance? For a, while, for a while, he was ducking Rigo. He wouldn't give him the fight, and then they finally made the fight. But for a while, it sounded like he didn't want that fight. He kept making excuses and this and that, but then they finally fought him. Yeah, he did fight him, though. You got to give did, him credit. He, he did, yeah, he did fight him, and... uh yeah, and, but, he, you know, he won one round. He knocked him down while he was holding well, I'm him. I'm looking at the cards here. The judges had it pretty close. One judge had it 111, 116. Uh, 112, 115, 113, 114. Sammy, did you see that fight? I seen it, but it's not that fresh in my mind. But I thought he won a he couple got, of rounds. I know he won that one round. He, he got dropped blown them. out. He got blown out. Um, yeah, the judges could score it any way they want. If you watch did it, did Reagan Dial hurt him at all? I don't think. Or uh, this guy stopped attacking. 
He slowed down his attack. Yeah, he hit him. I think um, he was holding his eye at the end of the fight. Yeah, his eye was messed up, I thought. Yeah, and he was holding his eye with one glove, so uh, I would assume he got hurt. This uh, Nicholas Walters, he's an undefeated fighter, guys. I don't know too much about this no. guy. I haven't did my homework on him. I haven't did my research on him. But uh, personally, I think uh, Donaire is a bit overrated. But um, we're going to find out. We're going to see. I think he's, and Donaire started relying too much on his one pop punch, not putting his combinations together. And I think that started his downfall. And in recent fights, I think he's been questioning, does he continue want to box? He starts, I don't know, you know, if I want to do this. He's like fighting with himself and against a good opponent that can be fatal for him you know if you're not sure you want to be in there that doesn't bode well in winning your matchups against your opponent so i don't know he i think he's primed to be upset yeah he don't he don't look like he likes it yeah jackman made a good point there when he's in there he don't look like he wants it he don't look like like when you watch ray leonard and those guys when they were young they went for the gusto you see these guys in there; they're just looking at each other. They don't, you know, he don't he's, really he's look like he wants it. Doing it because he needs it. the money. It's a job. Yeah, to him. he's he's got he's in a position now where he's making the big money. So why, after fighting all these years, you're going to quit after you're finally making the big money? Yeah, I'm going to take Walters in this fight. I don't know much about him. But Me he's, too, because he's got my name. He's 24 and 0, 20 KOs. He uh, stopped uh, Darchinian in his last fight, and by all accounts, you know this guy he's a hell of a fighter. I'm just going to take Walters in this fight. I, uh, you know, Donaire. I think he's there for the take. Who are you guys picking? I'm picking uh, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even though I don't, I never, I, seen, I never seen this guy fight. I never seen him fight. But he has the name Nick. <laughs> it, yeah, I never seen him fight, but it looks like. Um, are you okay there, bro? Yeah, I'm okay now. You need right. some CPR yeah. or what? I, I know. I was going to start uh, <laughs> mouth to mouth with you. If you're a woman, I would say okay. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'd Maybe save your give him some of the greenies we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, give him some of those greenies. There, Michael, it might help you out. <laughs> okay, um, what do you guys think about, um, I know it's ways away and we're going to talk about it later, but uh, the Pacquiao fight. Oh, well, hold what on. Let's guys? go yeah, through well, the card. Let, let him go yeah, through yeah, the list. All right, so the next fight is the Golovkin-Rubio um, I'm, I'm actually kind of disappointed in this fight. Uh, this fight's going to take place October 18th. It's going to be on the same night as the Donaire fight. Yes. So th- that's going to be a that's very, good. very interesting card. So wait, where is it's Donaire? What is he, HBO? Yeah, yes. They're, they're, and then Golovkin's yes. going to be Showtime. No, no, no. no, no, no. no. HBO Golovkin brother. always fights Oh, so it's going to be on the brother. same card? Yeah, yeah that's going to yeah. be a hell of a card. That's going to be a hell of a card. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to like that one. Golovkin's my favorite fighter, hands down right now, pound for pound. So I'm rooting for Golovkin. I love Golovkin. Triple G's a man. He's he's the most exciting fighter and boxer to watch. He's the most talked about fighter in boxing right now. And I'm looking forward to this fight against Rubio. I have Golovkin winning by knockout in the sixth or seventh round. Fourth round. How about you guys? What do you guys think about this fight? Are you disappointed in this fight? I am actually disappointed. I'm disappointed in the, the opponent they picked or that they picked. But, again, I'm going back to that. I think Golovkin's too good for his own good. I think because he's so damn good, people don't want to fight the guy because they're scared to fight him. Well, you know what? There's there's really there ain't too many guys there. You got Kid Chocolate, and who else is there? So um, You got Cotto. Chocolate. Yeah, Cotto, come on. Cotto started Solomon, in the Murray. Um, there's just a lot of guys. They don't want to give him an opportunity. But even these guys, they're not great fighters. Let's they're not. It. There's not. It's kind of like the Floyd Mayweather thing. There's no. The only guy is there for him if somebody wants to come up to t- challenge him, which they're not. 
or he comes up and tries to fight Ward, which why would you want to go up and fight Ward? You know, unless you want to make history and you truly thought you're going to beat him, but uh, he's kind of stuck there. You yeah. Know? yeah, he had a great opportunity to fight Chavez. Aram offered big money to Chavez for that fight. He was going to come up to 68 to fight Chavez, and Chavez didn't want it. Now, I would have liked to People, watch. They're that scared to fight this guy, man. That would have been a great fight. Chavez is an iron chin. Yeah. It would have been interesting. Well, we would have seen how much of an iron chin he really had that night. That would have been a good gun out because Chavez hits too. And Triple G, he does get hit. So that would be, be a nice little gun out. Let's face it. If Chavez and G fought, Chavez, he's going to come in the ring 190 pounds. He's going to be much bigger than him. Yeah, he's going to be a lot so bigger. So I think that's what would have made it very interesting. What do you guys think back, about Rubio? Yeah, Any chance to, for an upset? No. Back to Rubio? No. I don't think so. Not I think close. this is a fighter that's tailor-made for Golovkin, a guy who wants to exchange in there. He gets hit a lot. I mean, he's older. He's 34 years old now. I think I want to see Golovkin against a mover, a yes. boxer, someone with opposing styles. You're not going to out-tough Golovkin. You know, I know this Rubio's tough. i seen him fight I uh, like David. Golovkin. I Golovkin. Yeah. Golovkin. I seen him fight David Lemieux on uh, Friday night fights, and Lemieux was kicking his ass in the early part of the match. And uh, Rubio hung in there. And uh, he hung in there, and he stopped uh, David Lemieux. He upset him. He was undefeated, I believe, at the time. Wait, is Lemieux my boy, the white yeah. boy guy? I yeah, like the, guy. the puncher, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, uh, Rubio's very tough, but I don't think that plan's going to work against Golovkin. And I am a little disappointed in this... Uh, fight i want I, even a clone or someone like that would have made me a little bit more excited than uh this i'm guy. gonna pop my popcorn and watch triple g beat this guy's ass he's gonna stop him between fourth round four to six he ain't gonna go past fourth. six fifth six he's not gonna go past here's, six. okay here's a question who who, who does Golovkin go after after this well, the, none of these guys are going to give him a shot. Yeah, he wants Cotto. Golovkin needs that big fight that's going to put him on the yes. map. He needs Canelo. So he needs Chavez. He needs Cotto. Go after these big guys. Or he can go after Ward, but he doesn't want a piece of Ward. Maybe Froch, maybe Chavez, you know. But Froch said he he said he don't want no piece of him. Yeah. yeah. He said it himself. Uh, he's kind of stuck in there. And Chocolate, Chocolate ain't going to take the fight. See, so. that's what pisses me off with no, that. Chocolate's like, looking to fight Jacobs in the fall. You just get that one guy that gives him that chance, and he tears him up, then you got him in the big picture. Exactly. That's what he needs. And then you're going to see a bunch of great fights, I think. Well, I don't know if they're going to be great. He can probably beat their asses too, but at least we start seeing him fight quality fighters. And then he can really prove himself and put himself on the map as I am the best pound for pound because now I'm beating all these guys. It's kind of sad. you know. I mean, uh, Golovkin, he's got that Tyson aura about him. Yeah. I've said this before. When was the last time you see a guy that's been this hyped up, this you know talked about? Yeah, Mike Tyson, and yeah. that's what that's what bothers me because they're hyping them up so much that you would think if the upper management and the upper people right now in HBO see him as and they're pushing him so much, why wouldn't they make one of their top fighters fight this guy to put him at that level? Yeah, the problem is he's not a big enough draw. He's not a pay per view draw. Guys like Cotto, they don't want to mess with him. This guy doesn't. I mean, if I like I said before. If I was Golovkin's people, I would have this guy take three hours of English classes a day. This guy needs to be more marketable. Yeah, the thing is, he's not well-known. So the the risk-reward against any of the top fighters is way too low to fight Golovkin. You know what I'm kind of surprised about, guys? If you think about it, the U.S. has a fairly large Russian population. Yes. Why don't these Russians get behind them in New York? in the Wait, 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 wait. He's not Russian. 
Well, he's well, Kakistan, and, yeah. and and his mother's Korean. Yeah, his father's yeah. Yeah, but I mean, he's from that you know former Soviet Republic. But like you said, that's a good point. There's a lot of divides there, probably. Exactly. And so actually, that's what it is. Now that we're talking about that, we actually had a guy mention that on our Twitter, and he actually gave us a response uh, that he was in. It was Chiladil. He's actually from the UK, um, and he actually did say that Golovkin wasn't Russian. So that's the big part. I mean, you've got these guys that are in the divide of Russia, and they're they're. I don't. That's why I don't think you're getting that much support from these guys. Well, the thing is, if Golovkin wants to make a name for himself, you got to take the risk of award because none of the other guys are going to fight him. None of these guys, Canelo ain't going to come up to fight him. I don't think he would. I know Canelo's fighting all the other guys. I don't see anybody coming up to fight him. Yeah, right now it appears like Golovkin's people, they're happy with making seven, eight $800,000 a fight and just kind of holding out for that Cotto or Canelo fight. You know, Ward is a big risk. You fight Ward, you're going to make a million and a half, two million bucks. You lose, and now you lose all your invincibility. You're not the same guy anymore in the eyes of the fans. So Golovkin, he's in a really tough spot right now. And Canelo is the only guy that appears that he'll fight him, but Canelo even said he's not going up. He's like, he's staying at 154. He makes yeah, he, the weight. He's comfortable. He likes it, he says. He said that sort of for a reason. Cause yeah, I think eventually... Canelo, he knows Canelo. Uh, I mean, Golovkin's there waiting at 160. Yeah. Eventually... Uh, he's going to fight Cotto. It's They're going to fight at 160, I think. Him and Canelo, they will fight at 60. Uh, Canelo's a young guy. He's not going to be able to stay at 54 much longer, I don't think. No. But probably if Canelo gets a big money fight, like I said, I don't think he's scared. So maybe if Golovkin, which I, I don't think he would go down. But if he would go down, Canelo would probably fight him. See, but Golovkin but, is, is from, Canelo's from Borat's country. But, um, he's Kazakhstan. Yeah, that's what I said. He's yeah. Kazakhstan. His mother's uh, not Korean. Keka. Not Kaka. Kazakhstan. 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 But, Kazakhstan. Um, you said Kazakhstani. Go- no, <laughs> I didn't say Kazakhstani. <laughs> I did not say that. G- Golovkin. He's a different animal than uh, these guys. Canelo been fighting. He's a murderous puncher. Uh, none of these guys really, you know, put out like him. Yeah. And close to him. Yeah. Too bad that fight can't be made. Even Andre Ward. Look at Andre Ward. He's got no one to fight. He's yeah. in no man's land. He He's probably been should what? move up and since, fight Since Kovalev. he fought La, La Bamba, how yeah, long was Ward that? Ward does that to himself, I think, because he doesn't get out of California. He needs to start True. taking fights outside. <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. He gets offered, I think, some certain fights. He just doesn't take them. And you know what? I think on a negotiating table, I think he's a tough guy to deal with. Ward? And, uh, he's a yeah. smart guy. Yeah. He's a smart guy. But you know what? Didn't he, he have legal issues, too? Yeah. You know, so he's, he's just got his, full, his plates full right now. Yeah, sometimes they get too caught up in these contracts and this and that. I know you got to look out for yourself, but yeah. when was the last time he fought? You know, you got to fight. You do, yeah. All right, what else do you got? And then well, we got uh, Pavetkin taken on uh, Carlos Takam, you know, which is a heavyweight fight. Uh, Carlos Takam, he's the guy, he fought Perez, right? It was a draw. You like Pavetkin yes. or something? Oh, okay. Pavetkin, yeah. Uh, Pavetkin is a, is no, a solid guy. No, I saw guy. Gunzi. Gunzi yeah. was flexing his arms. Yeah. I thought he maybe liked He's them. a solid guy. He's a gold medalist. Um, it's an interesting fight. And, uh, um, you know, I'm going to go with uh, Pavetkin in this fight. Yeah, hands down. I don't think that uh, Tekum has a, a chance. No, Tekum is a decent fighter. Mm. I, I'm going to go with Pavetkin. Uh, but uh, Tekum's decent. He fought Perez at the draw. So... Uh, He's pretty good. He throws a lot of punches. He's a pretty big guy for a heavyweight. Well, he's not really tall, but he's pretty thick. And uh, But I'll go with Spivekian. 
Gunzi? The decision, decision. Uh, I would say. No, me personally, I'm kind of disinterested in this uh, heavyweight division. We so you're not to... even going to watch it. I'm not going to comment on it. What happened to the days of Holyfield and Bull? Yeah. We had hey, real fighters. <laughs> I've said that from the beginning. You don't have that anymore in the heavyweight division. They're all gone. You know, to tell you the truth, guys, if you look at boxing, the history of boxing, the heavyweight division, it's always been weak. It's always been weaker except than the other for division. When except we were for the 70s it. and except for the 90s. 90s, when we were watching Nobody it. says this, but even Tyson, he fought a lot of bums coming yeah. up. Look at the guys Tyson fought. Yeah, but then you, you ended up fight. Who did like... Tyson beat? Think about Tyson. Who was his biggest win? Who was Tyson, Donovan Razor Ruddick? I mean, who was no. Tyson? Bruno from England. Bruno? No, no who was his biggest win, guys? Yeah, Tucker, Tony yeah, Tucker. But, I mean, none of well, those guys. Well, here's, here's the problem with Tyson when we talk about Tyson. When Tyson was red hot and he had his good team behind him, he didn't fight anybody. By the time he made it to the title, Custom Model was dead and the guys were falling off. So by the time he made it up there, he was already going downhill, so... You know, he had all the potential in the world, but where do we really rate him? We didn't get to see him run hot on his big yeah, fights with like Lewis with and Lennox everybody. Lewis. Yeah, that would have been nice yeah. if he was around with the Rooney brothers and stuff back then. Yeah, and he, he fought in a weak era. He fought in a real weak era. I don't know. I, I just feel that. But it, see, the, the thing about Tyson, you could say he fought in a weak era, but he did what he was supposed to do. You know, he true. mauled those guys. He, you know, there was, he like mauled them. Like, I was watching a tape, uh, Tyson... Uh, fighting and man you know he he mauled those guys so yeah he found a weak air but he did what he was supposed to do he made the guys look weak can you imagine if the motto was alive his whole run like how monster then we would, would be. then then we would see where he would place in history yeah yeah and tyson right. was giving up a lot of size you yeah. know he was a small I mean, heavyweight. guy was just a beast and that yeah like, the I motto mean, like motivated the guy like pe- so much people say he didn't fight big guys i was watching him fight alfonso ratliff Alfonso ratliff was six foot five Tyson mauled him in two rounds like nothing. Yeah. yeah. He beat a lot of big guys. And, and when he he beat Marvis Frazier, Marvis Frazier was a national champ, and he just walked, cut yeah, right but through those him. Guys, those guys, they were Class C fighters. Those guys weren't real, you know. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. By the time he fought the good guys, he wasn't training. He wasn't doing what he's supposed to do. So that leaves us with a big question mark with Mike Tyson. But one thing we could say, he was fun to watch. He wasn't like watching he these sold coach tickets, man. He Most sold exciting tickets. fighter of all yeah. time. He sold Most tickets. Most exciting heavyweight of all time. He did. He yeah, did. Like he was very exciting. Yeah. He he did what every guy would want to do to his boss. He did it in the ring. Yeah. You know, he he put Just out. Just imagine all those pay per views and stuff he sold, and people would get pissed. Remember after there'd be one round rock, a run round knockout, and See, everyone's he, like frustrated that, that man we paid all this money for this, but people continued to keep paying and buying pay per views to watch him. So I mean, he sold a lot. Well, That's you why know, you knew Mike Tyson was going to put out. And uh, something was going to happen. Yeah. What do you got up next, Sammy? And then we got, of course, uh, the Bernard Hopkins, Sergey Kovalov fight, which is a huge fight in boxing right now. And uh, it's going to be a real interesting fight. I really can't wait for this fight. This is probably the fight that I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm real excited with this fight. Um, It's hard to conceive that uh, Bernard, almost being 50 years old, could win. But then again, uh, guys with uh, Kolov style, Bernard did real well with in the past. And um, like when he fought Tarvert, you know, when he fought Pavlik. I know this guy's a different animal and Bernard's older, but he always did well with these guys, with the style this guy's bringing to the table. I'm just surprised that we're all looking forward to a fight against a 50-year-old that's going to fight in. That's what makes it so interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what makes like, it so interesting. That's saying the greatness of Bernard to yeah. keep you this to is be a, so live. This it's is saying a, the greatness of Kovalev 
because mm-hmm. uh, he's the one who's going to make the fight exciting. You know, I think Kovalev's going to take it. I'm going to give a slight edge to Kovalev. I'm going to say yeah. Kovalev by decision, seven rounds to five. Yeah, I think finally, I think uh, Hopkins is. Do you think he's going to retire after this or no? no. If he loses, no, he's going to keep going. Well, it depends. It depends Jeez. if Kovalev puts him out. He might retire him if he could. If he could, if, yeah. If he if he puts if him he out, could. but if they go decision, I think you see a rematch. But Kovalev too. Who has he fought? He hasn't fought no big names, and Kovalev he does get hit, and uh, Bernard will be able to should be able to exploit him in these spots. Um, the thing is, Bernard's old. But uh, but going to slow down the fight too. I agree. He's going to slow down the fight. I th- yeah. We'll probably I don't know. we'll probably fall asleep by the seventh round of this. Fight. No, Ko- we won't fall asleep. Ko- Kovalov is in a lose lose situation because I'll make he- sure I text you, uh, Jackman, in the seventh round to see if you're still awake. <laughs> Kovalov is in a lose lose situation because if he knocks him out, whoopie doo you beat up a fifty years old man. Yeah. If he loses, now he lost to a fifty years now, old man. It, now he looks even more shittier. Yeah. So um, and we never seen Kovalov fight a guy like Bernard. Slick. The last guy he fought moved around, but uh, I wouldn't compare that guy to Bernard. See, the the, the thing is, uh, Kovalov brings a lot of power, and if uh, if he lands, he could knock out Bernard. And but as far as boxing skills, I think Bernard's a better boxer. I mean, I don't think you can name too many boxers better than Bernard. So I'm going to go out on a little bit of a limb and favor Bernard because uh, he does like people who come in at him and not the fastest of foot. And he likes that kind of style. The only thing is uh, Kovalov's got that heavy punch. And as we know in boxing, one punch can change the fight. So it's going to be very interesting. Cole, uh, Hopkins has never been stopped. Has he ever even been dropped? Yeah, Pasquale dropped him. Has he ever been stopped? No, never, never in his been career. Stopped. And when Pasquale dropped him, he kind of went for a knee. He wasn't really, yeah. yeah, he didn't really. So if Kovalov knocks him out early, imagine if Kovalov knocks him out in two rounds. But that would Bernard, be huge. Yeah, it'd that be would huge, be huge. But then again, he is fifty years yeah, old. Yeah, it, 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 don't matter, it don't matter. People are gonna are yeah, gonna, but crown are him. gonna say, crown him. They're gonna crown his ass. Yeah, yeah. It don't matter. He's gonna be crowned. If he knocks him out in two rounds, he's get, They're gonna say, "Oh my God, this guy Kovalov's gonna be the next biggest thing." See, see. When I hope. We, I think it matters a little bit, but 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 it's still gonna push Kovalov up. When when we talk about others fight, I think the pressure of Kovalov. I think more of the pressure. Because um, he got to land those big punches. But the guys who gave him a lot of punches and were sporadic, um, like Calzaghe, Jermaine Taylor was even sporadic, but he don't fight like uh, Kovalov. But I think it's uh, the volume, if he's going to catch Bernard, it's going to be because of volume. If he does, if he's able to get the throw of volume at Bernard. Kovalov's pretty slick, too. He'll faint up top, and then he'll throw in the body. i seen him do that. That's how he stopped Blake Campillo. Uh, Camparillo, what's his name? That tall dude, he just knocked out in the last fight, Camparillo. So, I mean, you know, Kovalov, he's a little bit slick, too. He does those feints, and he, he'll throw their body, you know. And the you never know. He could stop Bernard with a body shot, even, so. And he set up the one guy from Sierra Leone, who's half Russian, half Sierra Leone. I forget his name, but he set him up, too. Salak. Yeah. Salak. Salak. He was a good boxer, and uh, Kovalov, to his credit, he set him up. He just didn't burrow through him. It's not good. That's where Ebola started. <laughs> It's true. Yeah, I know. It's I heard bullet started. Yeah, that, that is true. Sierra Leone. All right, next fight. <laughs> All right, this is the final fight we're going to go over. I know over. everything, Gunzy. Everything. Yeah. This is the final fight we're going to go over. It's going to be uh, Pac versus Algeria. I'm really looking forward to this fight. This is going to be an interesting fight. 
And um, there's a lot of talk of Pac fighting Mayweather if he wins this fight, but don't count out this guy, LG. Yeah, He's a live underdog. Might be scary. I think he has a great chance in this fight. Yeah, this one I'm actually, this is, I think is going to be an interesting fight with Algeria. And yeah. I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I really, I'm rooting for Pacquiao because I want to see the Mayweather thing if it happens. But, I mean, I'll be rooting for Algeria too a little bit deep down inside. Well, you, you know what that we mentioned? There's could be a Mayweather-Pacquiao fight. It's hard-pressed for me to believe the judges are going to give it to Algeria, who's not a power puncher. And all the stuff in the mist, uh, Algeria really got to do a number on him. Yeah, he's win. gonna win a decision. Yeah, if it goes decision, he, yeah, he needs to. And tear uh, it he's gonna be in China too. I know Pacquiao's Philippine, but he's they Asian. they they still he's love Asian. those guys. Yeah, he's Asian. Yeah, they, they still them. love him. So. He's still Asian. Yeah, but uh, what's gonna be the seat capacity in that stadium? I don't know. It's probably huge, and he'll fill but, it out. Whatever, how yeah. big it is, he'll he'll sell like it out. Thousand seats, and yeah, he'll be sold it out. out. But uh. Algeria, he he's got a style for Pacquiao that I think Pacquiao's not gonna look his greatest. Pacquiao likes attackers. Algeria's not an attacker. He's a counter puncher. He's a slick guy. He's tall. He's got the long arms. He's gonna stay back. He's not gonna go after Pacquiao because Pacquiao, if he does, Pacquiao will knock him out, in my opinion. So he's gonna, you know, try to out slick him. And I think it's a tough style for Pacquiao to look good, but I think Pacquiao should probably beat him in a decision. All right. And it's a pretty good uh, Guns analysis. Guns at you too? No, it's a pretty good analysis over there by Jackman. So you're saying Pacquiao? I gotta, yeah, I got to agree with Jackman. I think uh, Pacquiao got the talent. Uh, he fought the bigger names. But uh, when was the last time Pacquiao fought a guy who was a mover? Yeah, I, I think this uh-huh. I think this is like a 50-50 fight. Algeri got, Algeri's huge. He's a big guy. Pacquiao's a smaller guy. Algeri's probably got four or five inches in him, on him in height. I mean, he's got a good jab. He's a smart fighter. I think this fight could go either way. I really do. And, and sometimes when you give these guys like Pacquiao some movement, they don't look all that great. When was the last guy? I can't even remember the last guy. All these guys Pacquiao fought were come forward guys. Bradley was... Bradley's a little bit of a... He's a little agile, but he doesn't move like Algeria, like pure boxer. And look at the last fight. He came right at him. So. All right. What else we got next? Is that it for the big fights? Yeah, that's pretty much it for the big fights, guys. All right, so we don't got any other things uh, on the fight card? No. So basically tomorrow uh, we'll have the uh, Broner fight. Obviously, we'll be watching that. Um, you got uh, Mayweather the week after that, so we'll be looking uh, at the Mayweather fight as well too. Uh, a lot of upcoming fights, good fights uh, that are coming up. So uh, it looks like October and November is going to be full of some decent fights. Hopefully the next time we come your way, we'll probably end up seeing some more. There'll be more fights set for December as well too. So uh, it's going to be a, a pretty solid overall um uh, I think winter in boxing. What fall, do you guys think? fall and winter, fall, yeah. yeah. Fall yeah. and winter, at least. Yes. Um, what do you, uh, you got anything, Sammy, in closing? No, I just want to say I'm looking forward to the fights tomorrow, and um, I'm looking forward to uh, the Mayweather fight. Uh, what do you got, um, Mr. Jackman? Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for tomorrow's fights. I think they're going to be pretty, pretty good, and uh, Mayweather fight's going to be... You know, originally I was like, uh, you know, I'm not so excited to see the rematch. But as the fight draws closer upon us, I'm more interested. And I probably will buy this fight because it's Mayweather. All right. What do you got, uh, Gunzi? And uh, thanks for joining us today, Gunzi, on the show. Yeah, thanks, guys, for having me. Uh, Hopefully we'll see you again. Yeah, it was a good experience. It's pretty cool to be on the show. 
All right. So uh, again, uh, keep uh, uh, keep in tune, guys. We'll probably be back in about another week, probably two weeks. Uh, we'll probably be back in touch with you guys after the Mayweather fight, uh, and we'll go from there. We're going to end it because uh, we didn't go over social media. We'll end it with our social media where you guys can uh, reach us, contact us, uh, and uh, catch our shows and watch our shows on all our platforms. So uh, we'll go from there, and uh, we will see you guys in a couple weeks. Uh, Stay warm. The humidity's gone. I actually stayed dry because it's been raining all day pretty hard as well, too. We'll see you guys soon. Thank you, everyone, for your continued support and for helping us spread the word of WCSN, the Windy City Sports Network. We get a lot of questions on where can you find us. It's easy and it's simple. First look at our social networking. Our Facebook and Twitter accounts are blowing up. Follow us on our Twitter account at WCSN, the number three. Like us on our Facebook page at Windy City Sports Network. We post all our shows on all our social media sites. Easy access listening. You wanted it, you got it. Our biggest platform right now is iTunes. If you have any Apple, iOS device, iPhones, or iPads, download the iTunes podcast app. It's free. Once downloaded in the search bar, put in Windy City Sports Network, and you will find both of our amazing shows. The key here is to click on our show, then subscribe to it. From then on, you will always get our most recent show. Please leave us comments and drop us a review. We are the first sports network that listens to the fans because we're fans, and we adapt to what the fans want. If you don't like Apple, that's fine. On any Android or Windows device, download the Stitcher radio app. Stitcher is spelled S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. It's free, too. In the search bar, put Windy City Sports Network, and you will get us. Favorite us, like us, leave us comments. We are also available on SoundCloud. In the search bar, enter both shows, WTR, Wrestle Talk Radio, and CSCR, Chicago Sports Crunch Radio, and you will find us both there. Again, we respect and value our fans' opinions. Please like, follow, review, favorite, but most importantly, leave us comments. Our motto here at WCSN is for the fans, by the fans. We are fans. And we want to entertain you, the fans of Chicago, the best fans in the world. Lastly, email us your opinions, ideas, and or questions at WindyCitySportsNetwork at gmail.com. We would love your insight and questions will be shared on our shows. This is Big Nick from Studio One at the Windy City Sports Network. For the fans, by the fans.